Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial Season 3, Episode 24. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. All right. Well, happy 4th of July to you all. Happy 4th, America. Woo! Elisa is at her vacation home. Actually, we've received some reports. Uh, Unfortunately, she's currently being held captive by Chickahominy's legendary Ouija board. And... (laughs) We've been trying to summon the board from our respective homes via flu powder to see if we can get it to release her from within the letter Q, but no luck yet, so Mm. we'll keep you posted. Just ironically, it's a coincidence, because that's her fetish. The letter Q? Being held captive by ghosts. Oh. (laughs) I was thinking... Oh, that explains so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why things haven't worked out with me and her. Mm. You don't like to tie them up? I'm not a ghost. We're doing things a little differently for this recording since it's a holiday week and we are making this a bit of a mailbag episode. We decided to live stream the recording. Patrons who pledge $5 or more per month are currently listening live. We've got 45 of them tuned in, so that's fun. And throughout the chat, we will be injecting some feedback from them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in Orlando uh, for the week visiting uh, my boyfriend's family. He has all of his family is born and raised in Orlando, and it's uh, it's humid as fuck. I mean, I feel like I am getting kind of sort of closer to the, the Florida lifestyle because I think one of my teeth are falling out, and I've seen so many Trump flags, I cannot tell you, and they're not like like the ones you can wave in your hand i'm talking about the big like construction poles that are attached to your pickup truck laura you do anything for fourth of july um (laughs) not in particular Uh, i just hung out with my family and we grilled and stuff but uh i also saw baby driver (gasps) how was it y'all see this no it was pretty it was pretty good i enjoyed it it's a fun summer movie um, what I particularly liked about it is that it took place in and was filmed in Atlanta. Um, and it was just so cool seeing so much of Atlanta's sites and culture being represented there. Like they show him walking into Octane Coffee and I'm like, how much did they pay for that product placement? <laughs> um, and of course, a lot of it involves a lot of driving. So like I'm seeing them drive on roads that I drive on every day, which I know for those of you who live out in L.A. is like not a big deal. But Atlanta's like new Hollywood. So for us, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was a really fun movie. Kevin Spacey, John Hamm were in it, and Ooh. they were both really great. And so was the rest of the cast. So I definitely recommend it. And yeah, the I, baby driver himself, Ansel Elgort. He, 
Yeah, he was really good. He was funny. He's got nice He's a lips. Cutie. Yeah. He's got nice everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did the th- same thing as you, Laura. I just barbecued with the family. It was fun. I got a mm-hmm. little, I drink, had a little too much gin last night. Gin? So. Are, you, are you getting into gin? gin? Yeah, so um, my summer drink, maybe my new forever drink, are gin and seltzer. <laughs> gin. <laughs> Not tonic. So gin and soda. I, I, um, I tried gin and tonic. I, I liked it. My friend actually got me into it a few months ago. And then I switched to diet tonic because tonic is sugary. Um, but now I've switched to seltzer because I've been drinking seltzer water a lot, like LaCroix. LaCroix. And, it, I um, pronounce it LaCroix. Do you, do you say LaCroix? Oh, yeah. I say LaCroix. I don't know no, which one is right. Matt, if you're going to be from the South, you got to say it the way we say La-cra- it. LaCroix. LaCroix. <laughs> it's not like they really say lacrosse down there L- no they, n- no one says lacrosse yes i've heard That's i've heard sport. tons of people say lacrosse lacrosse <laughs> lacrosse um it's a good question i i don't know but anyway so I've, I've been really into those and now target has their own lacroix lacrosse lacroix brand <laughs> so i've been i actually bought those because they're a dollar cheaper you know um, and anyway i discovered um, a gin drink Andrew, that I think you'd really like. It's um, what is it's it? It's a French gimlet, and what it mm. is basically is just some gin, uh, a little bit of elderflower, Saint Germain, and some lime mm. juice. And you just shake it up and pour it in a martini glass. It is amazing. Okay, it's so good. But um, man, I was Insta was bouncing over Fourth of July. I mean, everybody was posting their photos except for me because I wasn't doing anything cool. But um. I will be doing, I'm kind of laying low this week because I'm going to England this weekend and I bring it up because our listeners will be getting a treat. A, a special moment will be occurring that has kind of been a long time coming and y'all will hear about it, not next week because I probably won't be on the episode, but the week after that once, so once it's, it occurs. So it's been a long time, time coming. coming, are you... Having an orgasm over there? Like what? <laughs> or maybe it's code. Maybe yes. he's getting laid. I've been edging <gasps> for months. No, maybe I'm not. Maybe he's getting laid. So no. happy. By who would that be? No. Oh, okay. Huh. First of all, we are not <laughs> getting those expectations up because that is not going to be happening. <laughs> um, uh. But anyway, it'll, it, um, I think the listeners will love it, so... Anyway, let's talk about some news, and then we'll get into Surprise Bitch, and we got an AP choice or two, Ooh. and then we've just got lots of emails to catch up on, and we got a, another dr- drunk voicemail, we've got confessional, so lots lots to get to. Um, this is getting a little old now, so I don't think we should dwell on it too much, but we all know that Trump sent out that awful tweet about Morning Joe host Mika, Um Brzezinski. That's her last name. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't have it written down, so I was just assuming it was pronounced really weirdly. Um, so, so, um, so he did that tweet about her bleeding out of her face over the holidays due to a facelift, and it was just completely uncalled for. It happens. This, had, this tweet was sent out moments after they were shitting on him for the fake Time magazine covers. So it was clear that he was watching Morning Joe, even though he claims he doesn't. Okay, so that happens. And then over the weekend, 
I think it was uh, Sunday morning, he sends out this tweet with a GIF of himself at a WWE match or some wrestling event a few years ago. And somebody superimposed the CNN logo over the guy in the scene's head um, who Trump is punching. And to me, and to most people, unless you're a Trump supporter, this looks like he's encouraging violence against CNN. And it was just really sad to see, you know, the right is saying, oh, this is this was just a joke. He was just playing. Ha, 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 ha. But it's like right after the Mika tweet, which was just plain old mean, after so many other mean tweets from him, we know that this wasn't just a joke. He is encouraging violence against the freedom of the the press. And the Uh Constitution says, you know, the press may be free. Freedom of the press. And it was just very sick to see. Wasn't it, Laura, as a woman, what was it like to see the president tweeting about um, uh, a a woman bleeding out of her face due to a facelift? Uh, I mean, not surprising. It's not the first time he's made comments about women bleeding from their wherever, I think is the word that he likes to use about Megyn Kelly. Um, I think, though, we need to step back. And while this was completely reprehensible and we we should be disgusted by it, anytime he does something like this, we need to take a step back and look at what else is happening because this is a distraction tactic. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, after Mika Gate happened and we went into the long weekend, three really big things happened that got buried in the news cycle. The first was that the Congressional Budget Office announced that the revised GOP Obamacare replacement will leave not 24 million people, as with the original bill, but 32 million Americans uninsured. Oh, I honestly missed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, and that's what he was hoping it's insane. for. Well, that's what everybody should be doing right now. Every time that Trump mm-hmm. does uh, does tweet about some shit that's, that's obviously, like, really inappropriate, we should immediately think, okay, so what are we getting blindsided with right now? Exactly. What's what are they hiding? trying to, or rather, what are they trying to slide under the table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to come back and fuck us all <laughs> in about six months to a year? Um, the other thing was that the White House announced that Trump is going to be meeting face to face with uh, Vladimir Putin. Putin. Yeah. And that's happening. That's happening this Friday. Yes. And I was just reading a report in the New York Times about how his people, unsurprisingly, are nervous about how it's going to go. Because he can well, get awkward yeah. in front of people and <laughs> say bad shit or weird that's, shit. That's a good. I mean, he's he's already given classified information to the Russians in the past, so God knows what he's going to do when you confront him with the leader of of Russia, the person that he's in the past claimed to admire so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, the Wall Street Journal uncovered actual confirmed collusion. That there is evidence for mm-hmm. between hackers and Russia. Mm-hmm. And the big kicker here is that those hackers were connected to Flynn. Well, and and Flynn has been at the center of a lot of this so far. He's, he's yes. been getting a lot of attention and it's, it seems to be adding up now, doesn't it? 
Yes. Flynn, of course, has been getting a lot of attention because of his own alleged connections to the Russians and his own alleged involvement with Russian collusion. And now it just seems like we have another piece to the puzzle Mm -hmm. to try and substantiate those claims. So a lot of moving pieces happening right now. Uh, while we're all busy talking about whether or not Mika Brzezinski had a facelift. Um, but did she have a facelift? That's what I want to know. No, in all seriousness, first of all, I think it's made up because there were pictures from her yeah, time down there. From her time down there. And she wasn't bleeding out of her face. Of course it was. Of course it was made up. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sure too, and not to spend too much time on Mika because I really think the issues that we just outlined here are the ones that we should no, be paying uh, attention to. No, no, no. Mika, Mika, Mika. But one thing that I did want to highlight from that before we move on is that following his attacks on uh, Morning Joe and on Mika, the both of them came out and they published Mm. uh, uh, an op-ed and and they also uh, did an interview on their own show the next day talking about how the president and the National Enquirer I'm not saying the president of the National Enquirer. I'm saying the president and <laughs> Plural, the National yeah. Enquirer had been uh, blackmailing them for quite some time, threatening to run a negative story against them. <laughs> yeah. And that they had gotten several several phone calls from, and they wouldn't say who, but they said like <laughs> top three type staff members in the White House saying, just apologize to Mr. Trump and this will all go away. <laughs> we get all go away. Mm-hmm. And... Joe and Mika were like, no, no we're not we're not going to. It's ridiculous. It's, it's so, funny. so that had been going on as well. But it's funny because then, like it's it, they're threatening them with releasing a story from an actual fake news magazine. Right. That's the funny part about it. Trump has mm-hmm. influence at a fake news organization. National Enquirer, for anyone who doesn't know, is a, is a supermarket tabloid. Um, and just that day that they were revealing this. On the front page of the National Enquirer's website, there was a story about cheating between them. So, wow, shocker. It looks like he really, did, it really does have influence. He really does have influence there. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, yeah, it's just, you know, and, and that story, Laura, I feel like got overlooked, which, which and to me, that's a big deal. Yes, That he's is. blackmailing people there using the Enquirer. Members of the press. He's trying to blackmail members of the press into Mm -hmm. keeping their mouths shut and into swearing allegiance to him. Mm -hmm. So I would just say next time, and I everybody set your timers because it's probably going to be 30 seconds from now. But next time Trump tweets some batshit crazy nonsense targeting a particular person or group of people, just take a minute to check some of your lesser... Uh, no news sources to see what stories are floating around out there because chances are he's trying to cover something up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But really, Mika, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's exactly what they're depending mm-hmm. on. Wow. <laughs> anyway, um, there anyway. was some other news that didn't get buried, luckily. The Supreme Court has partially allowed Trump's travel ban, so he did get a bit of a a win there um, until they can properly hear the case at the end of this year. So one of the big developments coming out of this is that there's an exception in his travel ban that states it's not just a blanket ban. The the, the countries that are being banned, um, people who are um, citizens here, 
can still come over to the country. Um, and the court granted an, an exception for people with a, quote, bona fide relationship in the United States. So if you live here and um, your grandma wants to come over, she actually can't. She's one of the people <laughs> who's not covered under this rule. I'm trying to find the... I believe it was immediate. what they defined to be immediate family members only. So like mother, father, brother, sister, child. That's yeah. pretty much it. So aunts, uncles, cousins, half-siblings, grandparents. Nope. None of those people. It doesn't matter if you weren't actually raised by your parents. Right. What if you were what if you were raised by your grandparents? Yeah, like right. like legal guardians. People from Libya, Sudan, Somalia, Yemen, Iran, and Syria are all banned. Um as for the country where the 9/11 terrorists came from, Saudi Arabia? Eh, no problem. Come on well, no, over. Of course. Of course they are our partners in peace, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> you mean in like making money? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just wanted to say that um, we're already doing a great job of protecting the union, guys. We uh, have banned uh, a group of Afghan girls, uh, specifically the Afghan girls robotics team, from coming to the United to the United States to participate in a tournament. We actually revoked their visas hmm. <laughs> to come here. So yeah. United States, safe from 11 eight-year-old Afghani girls. We did it, guys. Thank you. I can sleep better tonight. <laughs> yes, we did. Oh, no, we didn't. Merka. A little bit of tech news. We all have iPhones, so I wanted to bring this up. I th- this, is, this is a big deal to me, at least. Um, Bloomberg is reporting that the next iPhone is going to be dropping Touch ID and instead relying on facial recognition. So the thing was, Apple was trying to put Touch ID, a fingerprint sensor, into the actual screen because the next iPhone is going to be the entire Apple's front of the phone the is going to be a screen. So there's technology now, believe it or not, where a fingerprint reader can be put inside the screen, which is pretty cool. Um, but apparently they've oh. have been, been having trouble with the yield, meaning how many of these they can make successfully. Um, and it, there's concern that they won't be able to make enough of them, you know, because Apple obviously needs millions and millions of phones. So it's being reported that they're just going to get rid of that button altogether at the bottom of the phone. It's still going to be a, the whole front of the phone is still going to be a screen. And anytime you want to unlock your phone, of course, you'll still be able to put in your pin code. But if you don't want to do it that way, your phone will have to look at you. And the reports say that Apple's trying to get it so that you can unlock the phone within a few hundred milliseconds. Um, oh, it's going to save so much time. accuracy are focal points of the feature. Uh, so point is that, like, you're not going to have to hold it in front of your face and it's going to have to go, like, scanning, scanning, and then, you know, finally let you in. It's going to be fast. But I'm just wondering, like, <laughs> how well this is going to work if you... D- like, what's the angle? What's the... I feel like I don't know. I just feel like you quite often don't have your phone necessarily facing you when you're unlocking your phone. Mm-hmm. Like if you're laying in bed or in the car or just if it's laying on your desk, like you're are you going to have to look over to your phone to get it to unlock? That kind of seems like a pain in the butt. Well, I'm sure it's an optional feature, but 
Yeah, I think it's annoying. Well, what if you're like a student and you're, you know, cheating on a test or something? Yeah, you're trying to hide your phone. Yeah, you right. put it between your legs. But Very good question. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing because I'm I mean, just... But I mean, also, like, how easy does this make it for somebody else to get into your phone? Like, do, does another person theoretically just take your phone and hold it in front of your face? Yeah. That is... Well, see, that's like saying, you know, while somebody's asleep... If 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 I'm sleeping, you can take my hand and put it on my phone and get in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at least then there's the potential that they could wake you up. Like, they're having to physically mess with you in order to do that. But, like, this doesn't require yeah. anything from you at all. Yeah, but what happens if you're a, a, you wake up in the middle of the night and want to turn on your phone? You're in the dark. So, is it going to... Does well, it have night vision or something? Well, I'm thinking... Because when you wake up your phone, like now when you've raised to wake your phone, your screen will come on. And I figure in that very brief, that is when it's going to scan your face and unlock your phone. So then you can just press into the screen to get in. But but to answer your question, Matt, your your phone is lighting up. So, yeah, it's going to have to have really good. What if you get a facelift and like you're bleeding heavily? (laughs) Yeah. Or or what if I switch faces with Matt? face-off style yeah then what happens like that happens yeah, at fa- least twice a week <laughs> well well and like how can well and also is it going to detect that it, it it that you don't like couldn't i just print out a picture of matt put it in front of his phone and get in well what it's gonna have to what i read know that you're it's, real somehow. well it's part of like a 3d technology so it has like some augmented okay uh, so it can read an actual it, yeah Physical like that's face. what they're saying Maybe. is like the next big thing f- that they're going to be focusing on with the new phone is trying to use augmented reality as a more prominent feature on the phone. Maybe you can only do certain faces to unlock the phone. Like you have to do your <laughs> ugliest selfie face, like the downward <laughs> angle where you've got like three chins. Uh huh. Duck face, stroke yeah. face. <laughs> you decide what face you have to make to get in. <laughs> I feel like am, like face. Amazon Alexa is going to be like uh, cooperating with Apple, and every time like you you show your face to open your phone, uh, Alexa goes, "Oh, okay. Well, you obviously need face wash, and let's see, maybe some <laughs> teeth whitening strips. We've already attached to it. It will arrive on yep. Thursday." It's like there's a two hundred dollar Groupon for a facelift near you. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just I just laugh at how like whenever you open up your selfie camera, what do you see? You see your worst self. Your you worst see your <laughs> you see your double chin and like you you want to jump out of a window or or like not eat for a week. I'm just I was just cracking myself the other the other day <laughs> because I'm thinking. <laughs> of every time my fucking phone looks at me it's gonna see the double chin this new feature is gonna suck please. to people who are twins please let me into my phone do you see my three chins it's really me <laughs> Andrew you're looking thin today thank you iPhone now let me in Siri <laughs> uh, Angel listening in the chat says she really likes fingerprint sensors I do too Apple you me know they too. just released the MacBook Pro with the f- touch ID and I like it Nick also says it could be a retina scanner so that I mean if it is reading your eye that would be pretty dope like a laser like comes out and goes yeah confirmed so it won't even look at your double chin I guess that's that could be nice I'm just excited to hear about like all of the just horrific crimes that are gonna happen as a result of this like 
somebody like murders somebody else and rips out their eyeballs, they can like get into their phone with the retina scanner. Yeah. This could is Trump's use, America, guys. Anything could happen. Could we use Kathy Griffin's decapitated Trump head to get into Trump's iPhone, I wonder? These are the things we have to be That's... thinking about. What else is going on, man? Um, <laughs> okay, so th- I found this story pretty funny, so I wanted to share it with you guys. So uh, several weeks ago, uh, there was rumors circulating that an Antifa or an Antifa basically just an anti-fascist organization um one of their twitter accounts announced that they were going to be going to the um uh, gettysburg park to desecrate the confederate soldier tombstones and flags and Mm -hmm. i mean but apparently the twitter account that that was announcing it was actually a hoax and it was mainly it was made to give anti-fuzz anti-fought organizations a bad rap and make people like be turned against them and such. But the story started to get circulated a lot over uh, Facebook and other social medias. And even like Fox news, of course, like picked it up and was talking about a little bit. And so there were a lot of neo-fascist organizations that were trying to gather to have like a counter rally protest. Mm -hmm. And uh, they eventually, they made a Facebook event was called Support America and Her History Rally. If you hate U.S., leave. Original. And uh, so th- the day that the supposed uh, protest was going to happen, dozens of, uh, dozens of, I guess they called themselves patriots for some reason, and uh, they showed up with all of these semi-automatic uh, rifles and hand grenades and bulletproof vests they were going to be protecting the Confederate tombstones and everything because, you know, that's what they stand for. So obviously on the day happened, no Antifa groups were there. Nobody was there. So they showed up to just an empty graveyard. There were no protests. So they basically got pranked. And unfortunately, they didn't get able to, you know, fight anybody. But they did. But someone did shoot a gun. Someone did get something fired off and it was their leg some guy some 23 year old yeah some 23 year old patriot who came by himself he was holding hit he was holding a confederate flag and he wanted to uh take a rest so he holst he 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 leaned it and holstered it right next to his gun and his gun went off and shot him in the leg so well i I think this is this really made me Karma's proud to a be bitch. American, you know? Like, it's one of those patriotic moments where people who call themselves patriots because they have a gun and a small penis think that they could do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the perfect 4th of July story. Mm-hmm. It is. If that doesn't celebrate, say, freedom, I don't yeah. know what does. Yeah, A bunch of people standing to honor a group of people who attempted to leave our union shoots themselves in the leg that's that's great cool it is time for surprise surprise bitch all right let's call brianna 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 hello oh hey hey huh? brianna surprise bitch it's millennial hey hey, hey guys you're also you're not live. listening live right now are you listening live no i'm oh, okay. at work We're... oh okay <laughs> Well, th- some of us work I, on a Wednesday I have, afternoon, I have a Andrew. Job. I collect a paycheck. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have forty-one people turned it, tuned in. I'm just checking. Yeah, we're doing um, a live show. Anyway, uh, you you in Pittsburgh right now? Yes. Cool. What do you do if you don't mind? Uh, sharing? I work in the film and television industry. Oh, oh how, shit! Well, that's pretty cool. Film and yeah. television industry in Pittsburgh is it? Is it? I mean, we, eh, we get work in like the summer and spring, not so much the fall and winter. Yeah, I, I that makes sense. You know, yeah. they filmed the fall and our stars there. I was I was there for that set visit. Yeah. Were you Were you involved in that by chance? No, that was like a year before my time. I like just got started like a year and a half ago. That's where oh, uh, cool. Queer's Folk took place, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure. I don't know I if know they filmed sounds, there like, though. Sounds great. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh Bri- brianna um have you grown up in pittsburgh or what what's your story um i grew up in a town like an hour and a half uh east called johnstown came here for college and then never left unfortunately johnstown is where a major flood was all those years ago yes indeed i, I grew up outside of pittsburgh so um i visited the johnstown flood museum once it's it's the best museum no it's terrible but yeah <laughs> well, as a kid i loved it yeah, what do you do for fourth of july uh for the fourth of july i saw fireworks for the first time in like three years it was amazing oh did pittsburgh put on a good show yeah they did actually it were was, you drunk I, for like, it no i actually don't drink <gasps> i know gas have you ever drank before yeah no totally i just like just, like i oh, if i feel like having like a beer a... i'll have one but i'm not like is it like a work thing? Like you can't drink because they'll fire you? Or no, something? no. It's like a my mom is an alcoholic thing, so I don't drink because it runs the family. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll forgive you then. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I kind of, I, I kind of wish I could stop altogether, but I mean, yeah. it's not that hard. You can do it if you try. <sighs> Uh, yeah. Give me a list of activities I can do besides drinking on a <laughs> Monday. Do you, you can... do you engage in it in any other mischievous activities if not drinking? Like, do you smoke? No, not really. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. You can do well, all the things because there is drunk. an opioid epidemic. So. <laughs> oh yes, there is indeed. Mm-hmm. Are uh, you an Uber driver? No, I'm not an Uber driver. Take care of all the drunks. No, all right. My well, car's well, not clean enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, we'll let you go. I'm sure you guys are uh, busy at work there. Um, But thanks for your support. And uh, talk to you soon. Awesome. Have a good show, guys. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Brianna was clearly not here for us. (laughs) She couldn't wait for it to be over. (laughs) No, I think she was very pleasant. I'm sure she's... She's getting off the phone right now, and they're like, who was that? She's like, oh, my God. I made a pledge to this podcast, like, once. Don't ask Put me my Three number. years ago. Forgot I just fucking did forgot it. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Angela and Angel are both at work right now, too, but they're listening to the, the, the live stream. So take that, Brianna. That's real dedication right there. Yeah. Thank you for uh <laughs> Thank you for, for being listening. a friend. <laughs> I felt like she was burning our listeners when she was like, uh, I'm at work. No, she was burning <laughs> us. People, normal well, people work us. on she a weekday afternoon. Us, that was shade. Oh, okay. Okay. Nick says I could podcast instead of drinking. 
I do both simultaneously. Yeah, because we're cool. Like Just that. not right Same now. Here. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of AP choices this week. These are for people from people who support us at the $10 level over on Patreon. Um, and said, hey, y'all, summer is always a tough time for me when it comes to my perception of my body. Extra sweat and activity and skin and all the anxiety. What are your methods for celebrating your bodies? Thanks for all the efforts to produce quality content. Methods for celebrating your bodies. I feed mine. Yeah, like that's <laughs> generally my method of celebration. Um, no, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I really like to buy like good quality clothing. Um, I think that scrimping on clothes can oftentimes contribute to you maybe not feeling like you look your best. Um, and while I know sometimes it can suck to buy like a $50 pair of jeans, um, I think it's worth it sometimes. I only have two pairs of jeans, but they look both look great. So mm-hmm. I think that actually investing in a few good quality pieces can kind of help with that because you can mix and match them and use them for anything. So yeah, nice. That's a great point. I, 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 f- I have felt that I look better when I actually buy some nice clothes. I'm always mm-hmm. buying... I I I have not made this a secret in recent episodes. I I love Target and <laughs> I I just love all their clothes and I usually shop in the in the clearance section of Target because all the good clothes all the clothes end up in the clearance area and they're like half price. So I always check there mm-hmm. first. But I bought nice socks the other day at Target because they were on right. clearance. And oh my God. they were finally different socks than the ones I normally buy. And they were like, you know, they 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 breathed well. They're like those those um no you know, you can see the ankle. I don't know what what's the ankle socks? Ankle socks. Yeah, okay, sure. Um and mm, that's what they're called. I don't know. They were just different colors and they were good quality and they were good for working out. And I was putting them on, I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel like a whole different person. <laughs> I'm a new woman. Yeah, one thing One thing that I will add uh, to owners of breasts, um, get a good fitting bra. Okay. Oh. Um, If if you've never been fitted, uh, most people who wear bras are actually wearing the wrong size. I think it's something like three quarters of us. Go get a bra fitting. It takes 10 minutes. And I know for me, I totally had my size wrong. And when I started buying bras that were the right size, not only did I feel more comfortable, but my clothes looked nicer on me. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's another thing. I, what size are you, Laura? Yeah. Um, can we guess? You can. <laughs> you can. You can guess. I don't want to guess because I don't even know how the sizing works. So I don't want to like say something that's going to be right, way wrong. Uh, uh, 36D. No. I came out. 24C. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's <laughs> Is way that too, bigger that's, or smaller? I don't that's know. That's way too small. 36D? Okay. <laughs> that's still way too small. 84 triple D. <laughs> that, I think I would be dead. Um, I, think, I, think, eight, I think I'd be eight dead. 8 double D. What? 8 double D. No, that's the wrong one. 8 double ways. D? What are eight? you? What am I? Uh, I'm a... Oh, this is really embarrassing, is guys. Um, I'm a 40 double D. So, why is go. that embarrassing? Yeah, because have, it's personal no or 
Well, it's it's a little personal, but I mean, whatever. Oh, okay. I'm I sorry. I brought it up. It's cool. Uh, no, it's fine. Whatever. Listen, these people have heard so much. Like, that's probably yeah. the least I mean, has, intrusive has, thing that I could ever has share. Has Andrew and I myself. revealed our, our penis lengths? Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> that's that's a very different conversation. Well, wait, wait, wait. Why is that different? Because that's like because that's that's that just uh, you're uh, you're you're referencing your bra <laughs> size. You're not saying your boot. I don't know. It it just feels yeah, different. It references how big my boobs are. <laughs> Seven and a half inches. We should we should play that's a nice, guess Elisa's bra size game. Oh, I'm pretty sure I know that. Yeah, you would. Let <laughs> me spring this on Elisa next week. Her reaction would be like, what? What? You guys did that? <laughs> what? <laughs> you guys, such a nuanced idea. All right, but um, getting back to Anne's question. Yes, I agree. I think wearing new clothes, I think. Um, God, what else? I, I really celebrating your body. I really enjoy um, splurging on like face products, like um, mm. face washes and face peels. Like I even I go as far as like ordering shit from Korea and J- Japan. Like, and these work. Yeah. Well, I mean my my skin is pretty good. <laughs> like I've I feel but like you always have. I feel like people who use the masks mm-hmm. always have good skin anyway. And why do you think that is? No, but even before, like you never had bad skin prior to that. Because I always washed my face. Like, would, yeah. maybe I didn't have like really nice uh, face products or anything, but like I was always very conscious about my face, and you know, because I it's your face. That yeah, but no, you are right. You do bring up a good point, and I I actually I've always struggled with acne um, since middle school probably and still like i i thought i would just grow out of it you know body would change it would would stop doing that shit but it always happens and i haven't really been able to get anything to work for me like i've tried some masks um i've tried you know just the spot treatment Mm -hmm. but actually our listener riley recommended to me about uh, almost two months ago now to get that the three what do you want to call it? Three point, three part, three part acne thing from like you know the clear cell thing. Like they, you buy this box and mm-hmm. it comes with three bottles. Like proactive, and you do, yeah, proactive. That's what I meant. Oh, but there's a Target brand, and it's mm-hmm. like half price. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I use that, and it actually has been working. I'm still getting stuff popping up on my face, but my face really does look clearer. Mm-hmm. So I do recommend if you haven't tried one of those three part systems yet, do it. You might have the same luck that I have had. And also research. Like it's really important that you you look and see what kind of skin you have. And you know, it's it's not going to tell you on the label of the, the Clearasil or Neutrogena bottle at the Target line or anything. You, I would I mean, I would almost go as far as uh make an appointment with a dermatologist to uh yeah. to see what type of skin and and tone you have and how likely you are to get breakouts and like they'll tell you like what things you should be looking for when buying face products. Angel says never underestimate Korean face products, Andrew. That's why us Asians look like we're 12 until we turn 60 and disappear. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It is so true. I forget which comic says it, but like they say that uh, 
the Asian, like Asian people are, or Asian women especially are, look so, so young up until like one age and then they turn into a very bitter old angry grandma. Mm -hmm. Or disappear just like Elisa did. Yeah. I was just going to say, we have Elisa to watch. Blake says that she started getting acne in her 20s, he, she, in in their 20s, and their skin care routine is like six steps. Angel says hers is 10. Uh, Mine is, yeah, so three. Plus, I do this teeth whitening thing now with this black charcoal that I bought off of Amazon. (gasps) Shut up. I have that too. The black charcoal powder. Yeah. Yeah, I do it too. Yeah. How often do you do it? I need to try that. Um, I do it like two to like every other day, give or take. Okay. I've been doing it once daily. Um, No. um, Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if you're supposed to do it every day. Oh, it says on the side you can do it once to twi- one or two. I do it after drinking coffee because, like, that's why teeth get yellow. Um, oh, among other things. But, yeah, I mean, that's staining your teeth is definitely one thing. It but, is It is funny. It is, it's weird at first, the first time you use the black charcoal because your oh, teeth always, are just black. I always put a piece of toothpaste on my toothbrush first and then I dip it so it it doesn't. So I'm not just brushing, like, dry oh. powder on my teeth. Oh, I don't because as good as it is, I I get a little nervous of the abrasion that I'm putting on my teeth with it. Yeah, it's soft though. I haven't. It hasn't bothered me. Yeah, um, but it, it's just great for a lot of it's stuff. Just, it's just weird seeing your saliva turn black, and I'm talking black, black, and it, it's like you're bleeding black out of your mouth. It's kind of weird the first couple times that you do it, but then you get used to it, and it's fine. Anyway, cool. those are. Oh, and we have one more here. Uh, this is from Natalie. She says, I've been trying to find some good comedy specials to watch. Do you all have any recommendations? Love you. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've been, like, on a, a stand-up comedy kick right now. Um, this is great. Uh, on <laughs> Netflix, Oh, Hello, with Jeff Kroll and John Mulaney. It is amazing. It's so good. You guys better. You guys need to check it out. If you haven't okay. already, it is hilarious. Um, also, um, 2017 by Louis C.K. is really, really hilarious. Very, very good. Really Um, funny. Ali Wong's stand-up is really good. Sarah Silverman's stand-up recently is amazing. I would definitely recommend Sarah Silverman as well. And uh, Dave Chappelle is always hilarious. And, um... Yeah. Yeah, Chappelle's a good Ali Wong and Dave Chappelle both have Netflix stand-up specials right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I can't forget what Chappelle's is called, but he has a two-parter a that two-parter. was really funny. And then Ali Wong's was called Baby Cobra, I think, that, which yeah, was yeah, also really yeah. good. It's really but, interesting. All the comedians are going to Netflix uh-huh. now. They are all doing the exclusives there. It used to be that HBO was the hot spot to do that. Well, I know. Yeah. I mean, no other no other studio has a six point seven billion dollar budget per year on new I know. content. Obviously, they can pay them, but I feel like all the comedians seem to like be telling each other, like, "Hey, you should definitely put your thing on Netflix." Not to mention, obviously, Netflix Netflix is a huge worldwide audience, so it's kind of a no brainer to be exposed there. I know Jerry Seinfeld; he's arguably one of their biggest gets. Um, he'll be doing a special for Netflix, which I can't wait for. So there you go, lots of suggestions. Check out Netflix because that's where all the kids are putting up their specials these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those little delicate snowflakes. We have a few confessionals. People are getting honest with us. Over on millennialshow.com, we have that confessional page where you can submit 
some thoughts maybe you want to just get off your chest maybe something you want us to answer but you don't want to share your name that's fine the point of the confessional is honesty so this person uh <laughs> whatever this first first person they actually opted to share her name it's marissa she says i'm at odds with my family on the average day my mom my younger sister and i are best friends my dad, who is very much in the picture, picture, but is 100% an asshole, is a family member I can't even bring myself to love anymore. I disli- dislike both of my grandparents on a deep personal level. I resent everyone mentioned above because of their attitude towards me, often displayed through, you're not a real adult yet, and their own resentment that I'm more educated than all of them combined. Even though I know where their attitudes towards me come from, even from my mom and sister, because when their attitude comes out, it comes huge. It causes huge blow-up fights between us. It makes me resent them all. The only people I even truly love in my family are my mom and sister. I don't mind hating the rest of my family. I don't need them. And yes, interactions are strained, fake, and miserable. But I'm a sentimental person, and I know that when my grandparents die and when my dad dies, I'll feel guilty and or regretful. I just wanted to get this off my chest. Sorry if I rambled or was incoherent. If you guys have any suggestions as to what I can do to help myself realize I shouldn't feel guilty, or even any advice on how to cut people like grandparents who we see once per week out of your life, I would appreciate it. I really look up to all of you. Elisa is especially a role model for me, and the show gets me through the week. Thanks for everything. Well, I'm sorry Elisa isn't here to offer her own thoughts, but... um, I think she sent the email. She she loves all of her family members, so she probably wouldn't be able to give you any advice. Well, not from a personal <laughs> perspective, anyway. But what what does she do? What does Marissa do? She has to see her grandparents every week, and she really hates them. Uh, it's I'll admit it's tough because I can't relate, and I feel like it would be kind of disingenuous for me to try to. Um, I will say that I don't think you're a bad person for feeling the way that you do. Um, A lot of times people tend to find that their family by choice, like friends and such, are more of their family than like the people that they're biologically related to. Um, So I don't think that it's, it's a bad thing to not jive terribly well with your family members. I do think it's good that you recognize that you are a sentimental sort and that even if you're not getting on with people right now, that you might regret the choice to completely cut them out of your life later uh, as people get old and die. Um, So I would say probably your best bet is to try and set some boundaries with people. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it is that you have to see your grandparents every week. Um, Perhaps you could... become involved with something during that time of the week that will Mm. kind of make it harder for you to see them all the time. But then you could replace some of those visits with something like a phone call, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Or or keeping up with them. I don't know if they're on Facebook. Uh, I know my grandparents are on Facebook. um, So I'm able to keep up with them that way a lot. Um, So there just might be other ways to have the interaction happen in a way that is more comfortable for you mm-hmm. than what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, Oh, I, I forget. Are we naming this person? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, Marissa, based off of your email, um, I can, I, I calculated that you are probably approximately in your early twenties. So 
Um, as a person who is estranged from a good chunk of my family and at really good terms with the other uh, unchucked portion, I will say that uh, as you get older, you start to you start to realize that the the amount of love or time that you feel like you need to give to your family is not as it starts to dwindle a little bit uh, with each year and you get to choose who amongst your family you can you get to stay in contact with at least in comparison to time and energy so uh it probably seems uh, it probably seems really aggravating and frustrating right now because it's a part of it's during a transition in your life when you're not uh moving into more of an adult life where you get to choose how you want to live your life by and once it starts to get uh once you start to get older and start to experience life a little more you you soon get to re- realize that you have these options to share your m- your moments in life with and that includes being with your family so i think just keep that in mind and you might be able to move away if if you put more distance between yourself maybe you should if you can maybe you should seriously consider that 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 way you don't have to see them and you said you still can get along with your mother and sister but it sounds like they can really piss you off as well so Maybe you'd be okay with um, moving further away from them. And then you can kind of start your own life, make a new family. Patch together your own family with, with friends. But, you know, this is also life. Like, a lot of people, things don't work out brilliantly with their f- family members. Like, I've been mm-hmm. pretty lucky. Um, I got some crazy Republican people in my family. But other than that, everyone's pretty okay. My dad can be kind of psychotic. <laughs> mentally ill wow wow Andrew. <laughs> but other than that things are fine so um yeah it sounds like you you um are gonna have to start putting together a new family and maybe one step will have to be to put some more separation from yourself between you and uh everyone else sweet Next confessional. Hey guys, I've been listening to Millennial for a while now and I want to make a confession. I'm a 25-year-old gay virgin. Yep, you might find it weird or funny or sad. The thing is that I have never been in a relationship with anyone before. I've never been kissed either. Throughout my life, I've been described as quiet and shy guy. As a result, I ended up as a socially awkward recluse with low self-esteem and no friends. I tried using Grindr and other similar hookup apps before to meet other guys, but when things start to roll, I get nervous. My heart starts to palpitate, and I get an urge to vomit. The closest hookup I've experience I've gotten was a rough hand job from a guy that I didn't particularly find attractive. We'd arranged to meet up at a local park to meet up, but I was socially awkward and stayed quiet because I didn't feel comfortable sharing personal information with the total stranger. It must not have bothered him since he still wanted to jerk me off in the park restroom. <laughs> but the whole thing was so awkward and I called it off and we went home. I felt guilty during the entire ex- experience since I was trying to f- keep this a secret from my parents who don't know I'm gay. <clears throat> and they assumed I was just going for a morning jog. I've never hooked up with anyone else ever since. The end. I so, just want to preface um, this by saying that 
being, as you said, a 25-year-old gay virgin is not weird or funny or sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that that means there's anything wrong with you. I think it just sounds like, as you said, you're shy. And yeah. it sounds like you may have some difficulty with feeling guilty about sex. And I know a lot of people are in that situation just because if you're from the States, we're pretty puritanical about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the best way to get over that is to just try to be as open as you can about it, as open as you're comfortable being about it. Um, There may be some discomfort surrounding the fact that you feel like you're too old to still be a virgin. Just remember there's no such thing. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with being a 25-year-old virgin, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, And to be quite frank with you, I think most people probably wouldn't care, but also it's really none of their business. So you don't owe anybody that explanation. The reason he he has said these things about, you know, you guys must think it, it'll probably, it's funny or sad or whatever. Yeah, don't assume there's, how we feel, by the way, well, sir. I, no, I just I know, think I know. that well, there's a stigma, <laughs> that there's a stupid stigma around it, and that's why he feels that way. I do also think that um, after you do have your first time, you will be a lot more comfortable. You will not always be this way where... You're getting heart palpitations and you're getting nervous. It's and and you get this urge to vomit. It's just because it's your first time. So once you get over that, and it might help to come out to a couple of people if you have. I know you said you haven't come out to your family, but if you've come out, have you come out to other people? And uh, we, you know, maybe known. talk talk to them about it, and maybe they can help you build a little confidence in your first time. But I really do think that after you do get over that 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 first hump, so to speak, it'll be a lot, it'll be a lot less nerve wracking for you. Yeah. And and your your first time most likely is not going to be very good. So don't try to like try to make it out to be a, this big pivotal thing in your life because it'll definitely not be the best sex you ever had. And it doesn't really start. It doesn't really put you on a, a certain tier level to begin with. And you know, no one knows that you're a virgin unless you tell them. Mm-hmm. And no one needs to know unless you want That's to tell point. them. That's a good point. Like, yeah. It, just... th- there's no age limit really to <laughs> to starting having sex. Like you can you could have start you could have broke your virginity at 13 and and not had sex for 10 years after that. Like it this it's really purely up to you. I just find it really just absurd the value that we place on virginity in this society. And it's this weird thing where you like can't win. It's a double standard, right? Like you're supposed to be a virgin because you're supposed to remain pure to some degree. And I know that this is maybe not necessarily as true for men as it is for women, but I think that the standard sort of tends to apply to everybody at least a little bit. But then at the same time, if you're if you are a virgin, you're considered a loser, so it's like you can't you can't fucking win. And it's such bullshit because when you have sex for the first time, you're not losing anything. That's just that's a conceptual description of what that is. You're not losing anything at all. You're just gaining a life experience. That's it. Yeah. If 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 sex was if sex was supposed to be a bad thing, then God wouldn't have made it feel so good. 
<laughs> and uh email her if you if you do need somebody to talk to in all seriousness email me we'll talk and uh maybe we'll exchange bad hand jobs in a park in the morning Call but seriously me. hit me up we'll chat oh yeah next email this is from lucy i want you to read this one laura i figured <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So Lucy included a bit of a riddle here, and I'll read that at the end of the email. Uh, So Lucy says, hi, guys, I need some wisdom. I'm a 25-year-old woman, and I have never given a blowjob. It's not that I haven't wanted to or that I'm particularly averse to the idea, but the world seems to constantly prevent me from doing so. The first boyfriend I had refused to let me give him a blowjob because the girlfriend he had before me accidentally bit him. Ouch. And he had to get three stitches. Oh, that's bad. So that that was a no-go. After that, it was a few years of single life, and I don't do blowjobs on one-night stands without a condom. And since no one ever wants to do that, I've never had any experiences there. Then one night a few years ago, a friend of mine who I flirted with a lot decided to give it a go. And when I went to give him a blowjob, he was a tad too excited and pushed me a little too far, and I ended up vomiting all over him. (laughs) This also contributed to my fear of spontaneous barfing. The most recent boyfriend I had thought I didn't like giving blowjobs, so he never asked me to. I didn't find this out until after the relationship ended. So now I'm a single 25-year-old who's never given a blowjob, and I'm not sure where I, if I should just give up on the act or practice on a cucumber or something. <laughs> I don't know. Please give me some wisdom. Practice, Thanks, guys. You're the best. Practice on Matt's <laughs> cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm going to say something you're not going to like to hear, Lucy. What are you doing with this rule of guys need to wear a condom for blowjobs during one night stands? That's crazy. No, I've, it's I, not. Yes, it is. I've heard this before. Who wants that? No guy nobody, wants that. Nobody wants that. But at the end of the day, you're you're telling me that you want to encourage this. You want to encourage Lucy to go on a date with some dude that she's never met who could have like gonorrhea and syphilis and God knows what the fuck else. And you want her to put that in her mouth. Uh-uh. That's no. how it works. Lucy, Lucy, you keep doing you. And if you want somebody to wear a condom before they put your their fucking junk in your mouth, you have every right to demand that. Think about that. Like, you fucking pee from there, dude. Like, I'm Look, not saying that you always need to well, use don't condoms. don't lecture with that. gay men about putting things where are where is dirty, okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, Laura, you raise okay points, but... The purpose of a blowjob is is skin to skin. It's not condoms in a blowjob. That's crazy. That's like that's like eating cheese with the wrapper on it. You don't get any of the enjoyment. Neither party gets either of the enjoyment. <laughs> I uh, as, as as painful as it is for me to say, I agree with Andrew on this one. I just why is that painful? Uh, because because I I, I I like having opposite opinions with you oh i see okay (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i don't like as far as as oral is concerned like if if you're if you're concerned about like stds and stuff then just don't have sex with that person yeah and wait and wait until you get to meet you don't you're not obligated to blow anybody let alone have sex with them and no but you're also not obligated to be like well it's either no blowjob 
or rather, you're not obligated to like settle for the middle ground between a blowjob with a condom and no blowjob at all. Like, okay. if I'm completely you are perfectly honest here. within your rights to be like, yeah, I'll blow you, put on a rubber. Also, so like, I would just like to say, Lucy, I had the exact same situation happen that you did. Uh, wonderful dude just like jammed my head down on it at one point without any kind of indication of what was going to happen and i i puked all over him and i didn't even feel bad about it it was his fault it was his fucking fault and i also have a really strong gag reflex so that impacts you know things but there's still like all kinds of stuff that you can do you can get your hands involved uh yeah Pay a lot of attention to, like, the top where things are very sensitive. Like, you can still give a great blowjob. Use those fucking hands because they work. I always use my hands. Me too. Concurrently. Yeah. And um, simultaneously. What word am I looking for? And you guys, I'm not kidding. I get very good reviews about my blowjobs. Like, people say I'm the best. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I have business cards. I'm not kidding. Matt, aren't mine the best? Say yes. It, sure. Okay. Yes. The best. Yes. Well, Matt's yes. been over with over 100 people, as, as we've heard previously. So maybe maybe uh, he found somebody finally better than me. But I, I really... Um, by the way, Laura, Emily does agree with you in terms of, you know, putting something potentially diseased into your mouth without protection. <laughs> Thank and that you. Why would you put it like that? Yeah. But... <laughs> exactly i, I just is. i just, well, so is, just so it just seems itself. pointless i mean why bother doing it at all why bother okay let's let's move on hopefully actually i have one last piece of advice lizzie and let's just just let it naturally happen don't worry about it when it when it when it, when the time is right it'll happen don't have, don't try to avoid it just because you threw up once just wait for the next time and it'll come along by the way you want to read that riddle Laura. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Lucy sent us a riddle. I go in hard. I come out soft. You blow me hard. What am I? A dick with a condom on it. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is gum. Came out soft because the person realized, oh, shit, I'm getting blown with a condom on. What is that? <laughs> and you were blowing hard. Let's save this confessional for next time. This next confessional, it actually, yeah, I think it's going to open up a whole can of worms. So we, we need to make sure we have enough time for it. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Shit. yeah I, got, I'll just, I don't I'll have just that much time. This, this is a confessional that, like, I think I'm going to have to prepare my response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to write out. I'm, I'm like, going to have to do some notes. <laughs> this person, uh, mm, it's going to piss off a lot of people. It's going to piss off a lot of people. It pissed me off when I read it. So. <laughs> um let's skip this email too let's listen to some voicemails so i've been uh re-watching the latest episode of, episodes of game of thrones and preparation for the next season coming up i was wondering what you guys kind of think is going to happen what you think is going to happen versus what you want to happen who will live and who will bush the 9-11 will die and just overall, how the series will end. Do you think we'll be able to see that pretty little wall that Andrew just so fascinated by this season? Just uh, let me know. Bounce, uh, bounce, 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 diggy, diggy. Yeah. What the fuck? 
this uh he didn't say his name but i just i just facebook stalked him and i'm sure he wouldn't mind his name being shared it's cameron who's oh yeah very frequently hey, in oh, the group. i'm sure yeah 100 percent would love to have his name on here um <laughs> cameron do you have a kid or kids it's a cute kid i i think he does actually wow. nice looking yes. family sexy yeah. Don't, um, Cameron, life pro tip, don't make your Facebook public because Andrew's going to stalk the <laughs> shit out of it. That's, that's a good tip for any of our listeners. I'd yeah, bl- don't I'd, do it. I'd, I'd blow Cameron uh, even if he had a condom on. Okay, so Game guys, of Thrones. I'm, what I'm do you guys? Andrew, and I have him on limited profile. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so what do you guys happen? think? I'm I'm really hesitant because I don't want to provide tons of spoilers. I mean, I know the last season's been over for like a year, but Game of Thrones yeah, I mean, is kind I, of like I would sacred. Let's do a spoiler warning for those of you who have n- not been, you know, current with the entire world the past like six or seven years. <laughs> then Donald Trump is president. I don't. Donald know if Trump you is president. New <laughs> and Snape kills Dumbledore. So, um, who do you think is going to win? the iron throne or do you think it's Uh, even going to happen i just i'm so this is gonna sound bad i almost don't even care anymore i thought i thought the last season was bad to be honest with you i thought the writing was bad um it it felt like they well first of all it was very clear that george R. R. martin is no longer writing for the show secondly it seemed like they had books like i don't they He's never going to finish those books. Anyway, it felt like they had their end point. Like they knew that they wanted Cersei to blow all that shit up, but they didn't know how to get there. And so they wrote just like a whole bunch of random shit to get us to that point. And if the rumors are true, I've been reading a lot of speculation that like Daenerys and Jon Snow are going to fuck. And I'm just like, no, guys, come on. Like something maybe less predictable. Please. I see. What I'm nervous about is that the f- what I'm thinking what's going to happen is the first half of this season is going to be just the fight for the Iron Throne, and then after that, the second half and the finale of the entire series is going to be the White Walker battle. But at least that's what I'm hoping for because I really don't want a- this fucking battle with the White Walkers shit to be done in one episode. Like, I'm worried that it's just going to be like like a quick event and I'm going to be royally pissed because mm-hmm. that's what I've been waiting for for the past like four seasons at least I, I can give a shit all I've been waiting for is who's going to be still alive to fight those people those things those zombies isn't yeah and it really seems like they've kind of forgotten about that isn't Mugglenet writing a book who purpose. lives who dies who falls in love and how will the adventure finally end Game of Thrones are they also not going to tell George R. R. Martin that they're doing it? <laughs> Too soon. Yeah. Are they also going to hire Laura to write and then not pay and her then, what she uh, Yeah, fuck her deserved. over on the contract and then uh, <laughs> steal the, the credit for what she wrote and give it to someone else? Yeah. Uh, I hear they are going to do that. Wow, that was that was a big uh, shade dump right there. 50 games of thrones. <laughs> Nick has been requesting that I sing some "Ba with the Ba to Bang to Bang." So there we on. go. Just, just <laughs> this fucking song takes forever to get started. <laughs> oh boy. My name is- 
All right, everybody, get ready to roll. Hey, now. I really love, by the way, reading Nick's comment. It just, it just says sing ba with the ba. Because <laughs> he's asked for it like three times during this conversation. <laughs> I'm like blowing out my mic trying to do that, so I don't oh, know. Oh, by the way, yeah. um, Kirsten, in regards to our Game of Thrones discussion, Kirsten says that John and Daenerys are related. I know, um, and I just don't see that being a problem for this show. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I don't think incest is out of the picture on this show. All right, and one more voicemail here. Hey, millennial podcasters, this hey. is Ashley. <laughs> get, so get right. I'm Canadian, but I'm living in the U.S. of A. I've been living in Salt Lake City with all the momos, but here we are. And so, yeah, it's Canada's 150th birthday celebration. And I was wondering if you all could talk about what you all love about Canada. And I know I just said about like a Canadian, but I don't care. So, yeah. <laughs> and also, last time you guys called me for Surprise Bitch, I was on the toilet, and I'm still pretty pissed about it because I haven't gotten a response. So, here <laughs> I get it. Is my She's pissed. She was on the toilet. Calling you back because you never called me back. But anyway, so, yeah, talk Wait about Canada. Eh? Okay. I'm also, like, the last caller kind of drunk, but deal with it. Just perhaps let me live. Okay. <laughs> just, just hash. Let Perhaps. me live. Is that what she? Let me live. <laughs> so first of all, the voicemail line, dear listeners, is not an opportunity to beg for us to call you again. Too many people are doing that. So stop that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> second you of do all, whatever the hell you want. Second of all, why didn't you answer the phone while you were on the toilet? Like you know, we all loved that. We're immature like that. Yeah, let's also be honest. I've answered the phone when I've been on the toilet anytime one of these three has called me. I've been on the yeah. show Not even weird. while I was on the toilet. Yep, me too. <laughs> me too. I bet you guys can't guess. Maybe you can. I don't yeah. know. Episode 37. Probably while you're grunting. <laughs> oh, Laura. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> All right, here's your next confessional. <laughs> confessional. Wait, so, why am uh, I squealing? Uh, You're a squealer. You, you passed some gas. You. So <laughs> Canada um, celebrated their 150th birthday, which is very cool, the other day. I was actually right next to the embassy in D.C. on their birthday, which which was, was exciting to be there for that. Um, I went to Toronto in 2007. I was very disappointed by how empty the town felt. Mm-hmm. But I've had poutine like three or four times in the past year and i really do like poutine and canada looks beautiful and we love your prime minister so i'll say what i love about canada is poutine and that hot prime minister justin trudeau fuck that's Um, i mean my my fantasy is walking in on justin trudeau laying in a tub filled with poutine Um, I was also in Toronto in 2007, and that is where I fell in love with Tim Hortons. Mm. (gasps) Uh, Oh my God, Tim Hortons. I felt like I ate breakfast and my drunk second dinner there every day. 
Um, it was really great. Canadians are super friendly. Uh, I've been to Toronto and Vancouver a couple of times. Uh, always felt very warmly received. Um, even though both times I was there, it was when George W. Bush was president and everyone else hated us. Um, it's just, it's really beautiful there. Uh, I would like to move there. Mm. Me too. So Justin oh, would hit, hit me up. 100% <laughs> be up to moving to Canada. So happy birthday, Canada. By the way, Griffin is sharing the new title of your book, Laura. Who lived, who hmm. died, who fell in love, and who fucked me out of my contract. The New York <laughs> Times bestseller from Laura T. Coming soon to a bookstore near you. I'm going to be at MuggleNet Live in September. What's that? In Why? Orlando. Why? Well, we decided to do it. Um, Micah, Eric, and I for MuggleCast. Because it's 19 years later, like like in accordance with the book, you know, the epilogue. Um, gotta be honest though, you know, talk, talking crap on Mugganet, I haven't been happy with them recently. They're, they're kind of screwing us over. Can you believe that? Recently? Can, can you believe <laughs> Mugganet is screwing us? I can't. I, oh my I'm God. Shocked. I, wow. <laughs> I, I am beside myself with shock. I, oh, I'm going to need to take five minutes to just go breathe this out because I just can't. Oh my God. You guys, it. I just went on Mugganet. It's still up. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, we, we, for the record. We know where all, we come from. In all seriousness, yes, we all love MuggleNet for various reasons. It's just there were problems. No, we don't. Yeah, oh, come on, you love MuggleNet for what it no, gave we you. We were young and tw- you can. I mean, in your early twenties, late teens. Like, I'm glad. What I'm teenagers glad I didn't do shit? I, I'm looking I, forward to going. You know to what this. I love it for? I love it for the day that I got to watch Matt slap Emerson Sparts across the face. Oh, that was a good day. Come on, but you met Elisa. We made so many thre- friends through MuggleNet. Mug- I owe MuggleNet a lot. I am looking forward to going to MuggleNet Live. I'm just a little yeah. disappointed now they've been handling yeah. something recently. Well, that's that's something that you have in common with them because I believe they owe you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm sharing this because I'm seeing people in the comments who love when we start talking smack. Let's offer a couple of recommendations before we wrap up today's episode. So I mentioned I was right next door to the Canadian Embassy in D.C., and that's because when I was down there for the weekend to visit my brother who's interning. Oh, and by the way, I didn't even see Micah. That 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 ass never even hit me up. He was like, Andrew, let's hang out. Let's hang out in D.C. I'm like, okay, yeah. And I noted it on last episode. He never messaged me. And I, and I was surprised because, like I said on the episode, he loves me. He loves hanging out with me. That's what you think. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm going to start <laughs> rethinking that. Anyway, I went to the Newseum. The Newseum. N-E-W-S-E-U-M. Um, it is all about the news and the media. And boy, I've, I've always wanted to go. But it's not one of these free museums. Most of the museums in D.C. are free because they're like owned by the government under the smithsonian blah 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 but this one cost 20 bucks so i'd always been hesitant but my brother was interested in going as well so we finally went it is so cool if you're into the media or the news at all they have tons of old newspapers dating back to the 1800s all nicely on display they're organized by decade they have um this section where you can like relive big moments in television history media television history they have a lot of stuff on how the media how the free press is challenged 
and not just in the U.S., but in the world. And that is particularly relevant right now with what Trump is doing. They talk about a lot in the museum about um, free speech and the First Amendment and all that. And uh, they have lots of cool stuff on display. They they have a um, they have a special rock and roll exhibit right now, like the power of rock and politics. And unbeknownst cool. to me, they actually had Bruce Springsteen's uh, "Born in the USA" jeans. They also had Lady Gaga's meat dress. So, Wait, are you sure you just weren't at a hard rock cafe? No, no, no. This was uh, they had they had so like they had the different presidents and um. St- uh, rock stars that have supported them or performed for them. And Bruce was actually with Reagan because the, the story goes that um, Reagan loved a song born in the USA, but he didn't realize the true meaning behind it. And Bruce even came out and said, I don't think he's actually listened to the lyrics because he wouldn't realize it's a positive song about America if he actually paid attention. Um, and then, so it was funny. So they have all the presidents and who performed at each of their inaugurations. And sitting next to each other are our two most recent presidents, Trump and Obama. Um, on the wall, you see Obama and Beyonce. And right next to him, Trump and Kid Rock. And just the, the juxta, 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 juxtaposition between the two, Beyonce and Kid Rock, is just absolutely hilarious. So uh, very cool. It's a limited time exhibit there at the museum, but highly recommend it. Cool. Um, I recommend switching from State Farm to literally any other insurer for your car insurance. Uh, last summer, I I uh, scraped my car against a pole in a parking garage. It wasn't really that bad. But I filed a claim to have it fixed. And in the following policy period, they upped my premium by $300. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, whatever. They, you know... I cost them money. I get it. I'm annoyed by it, but I get it. Then after that period rolled, I got a notice from them being like, yeah, at the end of your uh, your premium period here on July 7th, we're no longer going to be insuring you. What? Because of, because of this incident. That's crazy. Yeah. And so I flipped out and I called my agent and they were like, well, no, actually, we can still insure you, insure you. It's just not going to be on the preferred company, and it's going to be $3,200 every six months. Wow. $3,200. That's, that's more than I was paying for a year. Mm-hmm. And now they wanted me to pay that twice a year. So I ended up going to Geico because they were able to get me a rate of 931 Twice a year for the exact same level of coverage. Wait, did you say 15% or more on your insurance? <laughs> I mean, I guess so. That little lizard. He's a, ga- he's a, a gecko. $931 twice a year? Yeah. Six month premium. 931 divided by... That's a, that's a lot, isn't it? $155? Good God. She's a I mean, I live driver. in a city. Yeah, I know. Well, but in LA, I was paying like 100 I don't know. What was your level of coverage, though? Uh, it was one of the lower ones. Yeah. Oh, see, this I have really, I got really good coverage. Uh, you're not messing around. Nope. Just like you ask guys to put on condoms during blowjobs. That's right. You are not risking every, anything. Every single time. <laughs> okay, anyway. well, yeah, I use Geico as well. I like Geico. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. have Geico's too, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like their app. Their app and their customer service is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. 
so I recommend uh, signing on to the TSA pre-check when going into security at the airports. It's eighty-nine bucks, but you, <laughs> it's it's for it's a five-year contract basically, and you fill out the form, pay the money, and you get to go to the pre-check line instead of waiting in those long-ass snake lines. And you don't need to take off your shoes or anything. It's basically almost practically a walkthrough. Just you need to get your your carry-on and stuff scanned. And that's it. So so basically, you can pay the TSA $89, and they'll go, yep, you're not a terrorist. It's like a fast well, pass. I'll go well, through, sir. Because, uh, well, I, I think also because, like, you sign up, and, like, they have a lot of information on you. Like, mm. they do a background check and everything, I think, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I think and it's isn't there an it. interview as well? I don't think there's or an no. interview. Because I didn't have one. Okay. But I think it's totally worth it. Jenna says the museum was her favorite part of DC. So worth the price. Phoebe also says she loves that museum. Nick asks, did Emerson kick a puppy or something? Yes. <laughs> he, he ate one. I think that's it for episode 324 yep. of Millennial. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to our patrons who have been listening during the live stream. If you want to pledge to us on Patreon, we would love your support. Please visit patreon.com slash millennial. You can get lots of benefits. We're going to be revamping it very soon with new benefits that we're excited about. Um, and I won't be on next week because, Matt, did I tell you guys I'm going to be in England? Did I? No. You did. Is it going to be okay. for a special reason? I'm going to be in England. Well, not really, but you know, something for the well, listeners will be special, I think. Um. But what, yeah, I'm going to be in England. So does anyone have any questions for me about like me going to England? Why? <laughs> okay. So, but Elisa will be back next week, assuming we can get her out of that Ouija board. And we'll see everybody then. Well, I won't because I'll be in England. But other than that, we'll see everybody next week. Where are you going to be, Andrew? England. Uh, okay. England. Forgot. My family is so concerned. They're like, oh, you know, there's been some bad things happening over there. You should stay away from the touristy areas. Okay, sure. I'll live in fear. Sounds good. Okay. (laughs) I'll stay in the U.S. where it's safe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's very safe here. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. See everybody next week. Goodbye. Drop the boogie